as I must say tonight, that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last 12 or 15 years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice and humanity. We're back. Oh, man. We did it. <laughs> Holy crap. It's just been fucking crazy. Yeah. We won't go too far into it, but basically we just hiatus ourselves like inadvertently. <laughs> well, I mean, we kind of... Life just got crazy. Well, that's exactly it. Everybody's life has been crazy. We get that. But I mean, oh, just shit, man. Just shit. Yeah. We just, I mean, for me, I just couldn't motivate myself to do anything. I literally was just like sleeping on the couch all the time. Well, I, you know, I was kind of the same. You know, I was, I was motivated. Like we did stuff. We're still doing stuff around the house. But I mean, in the sense of, you know, research and da, 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 da. Like, man, I have just been so worn out that there was no way. Like if I researched, it would have just been something stupid and, and everybody needs breaks sometimes, so I get it. Yeah. We went into it really hard, and we put a lot into it, and then we had a lot of other things that just needed to be taken care of. And yep. Yeah. That was the same for me. Was I? And I think a lot of it for me was I haven't been working in my office, so my brain hasn't been in like that research work mindset, you know? So it was really hard for me to just even get in here and turn my computer on. Yeah. And so. let me tell you, so, and I started work again. And because my where I work is down in our living room, just because that's the best option so that I can also keep an eye on children and, you know, get work done. But my fucking God, dude, I'm serious. I had messaged Chelsea earlier and I was like, listen, dude, I'm doing some shit and I'm trying to not be on an episode of Snapped because I may end up there. It's we've all been there in the last couple months. And I'll say it always. I love them. But good God, I hate them right now. <laughs> well, and a lot happened since we've been, you know, kind of hiatus. Specifically, I mean, as of today, we're rioting all yeah. over the country, and I really want to talk about that. I want to hopefully we get this episode out on Wednesday because, you know, just like we normally do, but I just this is this is deep. This is really deep, and I know it's taken a lot off of, you know, the COVID-19 and the oh, pandemic. Yeah. I almost feel like it's over, but I know it's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, like I watch the news every day because I like to be on top of things, and let me tell you what, I heard maybe a few small segments about COVID, which I get right now. This is a scarier situation. I mean, COVID, don't get me wrong, is still scary, Yeah, but with everything that's happening in all these cities across America, this is top priority right now. Yeah. Yep. So we are very deeply going to go into the incident of George Floyd's uh, murder, mm-hmm. death. Don't murder. It it's a straight up murder. Anybody, yeah, it is. It re- Once we, we're going to go into it and we're going to play some audio. So I do want to, at the top of the episode, um, you guys were reminded before I read the quote by Martin Luther King, that this is going to be a very triggering episode. If you have not yet listened to the audio or watched the video of his murder, um, I will remind you to pause or fast forward when we get to that point. But 
um, we are going to listen to audio from that. Mm -hmm. So if you're avoiding it, I will let you know when it happens. But um, yeah, this episode is going to be very triggering for anybody who has not yet um, really dove into well, even what if, happened. Even if they haven't dove into it, I hope it fucking triggers people. I do too. I just know that a lot of people have been avoiding actually watching the video. Like, Oh, the, the, I know. The... Because you never want to see somebody be killed. Right. It's And it's, I don't want to say it's the most intense video I've seen, but it's very... Is hard to watch it because you can see the blatant, like, uh, just, I can't even form words right now. Like, this, how much they just don't fucking care. No, is don't just, care sitting ugh. there as he is pleading for his life. Yeah. I don't, it's, an, it's just amazing. It is. So, um, we're just going to go into it. Okay. This is This is my, uh, this is my book report for the week, guys. <laughs> Get comfortable. What time is it? Okay, I'm also going to burp a lot because I decided to drink soda. Oh, well, I'm drinking Oreo iced coffee. Great, but I, I don't actually like burp, so it's just going to be like these weird pauses where I seemingly can't fucking breathe. Yeah, I know. Okay. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shortly after 8 p.m. on May 25th, 2020, four Minneapolis police officers, Derek Chauvin, I don't know how to say his name, Tu Tao. Okay. Oh, I don't really care because fuck him. Yep. Thomas Lane and J. Alexander Kung, oh. also don't fucking care, yeah. um, arrived to Cup Foods on Chicago Avenue South in the Powderhorn neighborhood of Minneapolis. A co-owner of the establishment claims that a staff member said that a man had just attempted to use a fake $20 bill. Police officers state that the man in question was sitting in a parked car nearby and the man appeared to be under the influence. That's a quote. According to a spokesman for the police department, the officers ordered the man to exit the vehicle, but the man did not comply. This claim is contradicted by the release of video evidence taken by bystanders. According to the Minneapolis Police Department, the officers on scene were able to restrain the suspect with handcuffs and called for an ambulance because he seemed to be suffering medical distress. There were no weapons used during the arrest. According to the police department, paramedics from the Minneapolis Fire Department removed the man from the scene while giving chest compressions, but he was pronounced dead upon arrival to Hennepin County Medical Center. So I watched the video, mm -hmm. and it, as I said, it's pretty gut-wrenching. Um, he is pleading for his life, and he's clearly asking for help, and the officer with his knee on his neck, who has later been identified as Derek Chauvin, mm -hmm. clearly does not care. At one point, the man lifts his head in an attempt to reposition into a more comfortable position, but you can physically see the officer press down harder on the man's neck, forcing his neck, forcing his face back into the asphalt. Of course, the man I am talking about is George Floyd, a 46-year-old African-American man who was murdered at the hands of police in this horrifying incident. Floored, floored. <laughs> <laughs> we we moved on to the topic of vehicles now. I have words. <laughs> God. Floyd, as his family commonly referred to him, was born in Fayetteville, North Carolina, but was raised in Houston, Texas. He was a Jack Yates High School graduate. While in high school, he played ba both baseball. Oh, boy. While in high school, he played both basketball and football and was subsequently recruited by head basketball coach George Walker of South Florida State College. Floyd attended SV. S-F-S-C. God, words Man, are... that's too many letters. <laughs> Holy moly. 
He attended SFSC from 1993 to 1995 before moving back to Houston. Upon returning to Houston, he had two daughters and joined a hip-hop group before he moved to Minnesota in 2014. And his daughters are now 6 and 22, and I do believe the 22-year-old has a 3-year-old daughter whom he's never met. Okay. So he has a granddaughter that he's never met, which is really, really sad. It is. Um, Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. According to a friend who is former NBA player Stephen Jackson, Floyd moved to Minnesota for better work and to obtain his CDL, which would ultimately lead to his ability, in his eyes, to be a better father. So he moved to Minneapolis, the Minneapolis area, to obtain better employment yes, and start wanted a better more life. money. And wanted yeah, to wanted make better, better life. life choices and stuff. Exactly. And it's from my understanding, he did not take his children with him. They right. did not come with him. Yep. So, and I don't know the history of that. I don't under, I don't know why. I'm sure he had his reasons. Whatever. Not not a concern here. Um, da, da, da. Jackson is quoted as saying, I've heard George in the last couple of days more than I've heard my whole life. And we had a 21 plus year relationship. His name was Floyd. Always Floyd. My twin. Mm-hmm. Floyd was a gentle giant and known by the community as a protector and a provider, and for five years he worked as a security guard at a restaurant called Conga Latin Bistro in the city of Minneapolis. But unfortunately, due to the stay-at-home order that Minnesota was under, Floyd lost his job. Owner Giovanni Thunstrom, who was also a friend of Floyd's, is quoted as quoted as saying, he was loved by all my employees and all my customers. I was looking at the video and I said, that can't be Floyd. It was Floyd. And that was when it hit me. It hit me hard. So do you have any thoughts or comments before we go into the facts of what led up to his actual Well, because I was kind of looking into some stuff too. And, you know, I did see what he spent a few years in prison uh prior yeah i didn't i didn't go that deep but i think he did yeah for um uh attempt like attempted armed robbery or something so i think he spent like okay four years and then i think when he got out that is kind of also what motivated and triggered him to move to look for a better and build a better life okay and so it's weird that i didn't come across that in anything but i also didn't I wasn't looking for anything bad, so well. You know, and that's I mean, the case, I, it is what it is. It is, and I mean, that's literally yeah. all I found. And people make mistakes, and people can learn from mistakes, and people forget that. Like, just because I did this when I was this age, and I don't care what age, doesn't mean you know he could have been hard up for anything. Does it give him the mm-hmm. right? No, but you never know. What's going on until you're in someone's shoes. Right. And also, a $20 is not worth... A life. Absolutely what, yeah, not. Yeah, it's not. That's, I mean, if you're going to put an amount on somebody's head, it's definitely way above $20. Well, so. and at this point, if literally, if it was came down to a fake $20 bill, if you're a police officer, at this point, it's not fraud as in credit card use. It's, you know, it's right. not like he was using... 10 counterfeit $100 bills. It's a fake $20 bill. You pull them aside and say, listen, man, if I catch you doing this again, I'm going to have to take you down. Just right. stop. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, they're there. I don't see any reason for why he even needed to be arrested. Well, and that's we'll what into, I'm saying. We're going to we're going to go deep into like minute by minute what happened here. OK. And it's it's insane. It's it's long, but it's incredible how quickly all of this actually happened. Right, right. Yeah, that's the that's the, the the just absolutely mind blowing part of all of this. So, I, well, I just I'm 
my point is mm-hmm. like so many things could be avoided if people just like listened but you nobody ever gives a person the chance to speak and i get it people lie people do this but like i said if they would have just taken the time and just was like hey man and it right i completely agree and but we, and we have to remember that this really does come down to um race it does you know i mean and it's sad can, to say that it is because i know that there's a lot of people out there that are you know oh well you know you don't know if this was a white man if it would have happened but, you know we don't know like listen 100 percent. it's not positive but we it's know 99 this would happen we know 99.8 percent of the time that <laughs> this would not have happened if it was a white man and the and the fact of the matter is is <clears throat> even if he wasn't african american if he was latino or spanish hispanic it probably would have happened also hispanic hispanic <laughs> you but, said hispanic okay <laughs> but you know I what i you. mean and especially even mean. nowadays <laughs> with all the asian racism because of covid uh-huh. i i mean any other race other than white this is probably what would have went down and it's sad yep Yep, pretty much. All right, so we'll get back into what we know. Um, This is all information directly from videos, like surveillance videos, and then we're going to lead into the video that we have from the bystander. Well, I have a quick question. Yes, Did you find were were any of the police officers involved in this, were any of them wearing body cams or no? One was, but there is very little... um, footage that has been released that I could find I mean I there is some I don't know if maybe I just didn't dig far enough to find it well they probably are trying to not release it yeah I know that there was in the specific video that I used to make this they did play a little bit of it but it didn't show anything okay yeah you know useful okay so I might be wrong if you've got a link to it send it our way and we will gladly look at it yeah there's not much we can do with it but you know all right so um this is going to be a minute by minute breakdown seems like a lot but it's probably not going to (laughs) be so okay at 8 p.m it's a this this is okay we're gonna gonna start that over but okay (laughs) i wrote i don't know why i wrote that um so shortly after 8 p.m on the corner of east 38th street and chicago avenue a camera outside the Dragon Walk restaurant on the corner was the first camera to capture the initial contact made with George Floyd. There is no audio in this footage. It's only video. According to a spokesman for the owner of Cup Foods, two men, including Floyd, used counterfeit currency to purchase items. The employees noticed the men were sitting outside the convenience store in a dark blue Mercedes SUV and went to speak with them. At 8.01, the police are called for the report of a forgery, according to the police department. So you could see the the video starts with the people from inside the, the convenience store coming out to talk to the people sitting in the vehicle. Okay. Um, there's a woman who you can see is clearly on the phone, probably calling the police. Yeah. There's no scuffle that I can see, but who knows? They could have been shouting at each other for all you can really right. tell from the video. It's very clear video, but you can't really see... It's not clear enough to, like, read lips or anything. Right. And which, you can't see the people in the vehicle. Which sucks. <laughs> it does, but it is what it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so um, at 8.08 p.m., a police cruiser arrives on the scene and parks in front of Cup Foods convenience store. So to 
clarify, we're looking at the road between the camera and the Cup Foods convenience store. So Cup Foods is across the street, but the camera is pointing down the street. Okay. Does that make sense? So uh-huh. it's not pointing at the Cup Foods right. convenience store. It's pointing to the right. Yep. So you can see it on the, the left side. You can see where the car pulls up and everything, but you're not looking directly at the convenience store. Okay. So um, two officers exit the vehicle and enter the convenience store, presumably to question the employees. About a minute later, the officers leave the store and cross the street to the blue SUV. One officer goes to the driver's side door and the other remains at the rear passenger side of the vehicle, which is standard police procedure. I believe it is J. Alexander Kung and Thomas K. Lane, but I'm not positive. Okay. Um, And then at 810, this is where the first evidence of bystander footage begins. Behind the Mercedes SUV sits a Ford Mercury SUV, which was not there in the initial when this first started. It pulled up at some point. Um, Inside the Ford, the driver begins recording. I'm curious to know why they started recording because you can't really see anything that would indicate it needed to be done. I'm but guessing, they do. I'm guessing instinct with black male versus white cop, and they're like. But you couldn't Shit. see who was in the car. You couldn't see. They still they hadn't been removed from the car yet. So maybe there was yelling. That's all yeah. I can really assume is that there was some yelling. Like, going there had on. to have been something to trigger that recording. Yeah. Something triggered it. So almost immediately after the officer on the passenger side approaches the passenger side door, the occupant in the seat emerges without incident. Mm -hmm. Moments later, at 8.11, the officer on the driver's side is seen forcibly removing George Floyd from the vehicle. There is a small struggle, but nothing that would indicate the need for a forced removal. He seems to be just resisting the fact that he's being pulled. Well, right. And he it seems like he's like, let me go. I'll get out by myself. But who knows? Seconds after, as the officer struggles to handcuff Floyd, Floyd, which seems to do with Floyd's size and the fact that he's just a big guy. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. Um, Another officer approaches to assist, and for some unknown reason, this second officer removes his maglite flashlight, which is on, and it's broad daylight. Okay. Um, He seems to reach into the engagement with the flashlight and then returns it to the holster, and I have no idea what that was about, but it bothered me that's weird like why almost like he was intending to use it as a billy club my right. dad had a mag light flashlight those They're fuckers are and heavy. heavy yeah yeah those yeah. will do damage you could easily kill somebody with one of those things so at 8 12 an officer which looks like thomas k lane accompanies floyd to a seated position against the wall of the dragon walk restaurant so they've now walked onto the sidewalk he is handcuffed and not resisting at this time, another police cruiser pulls up and another officer em- emerges. It looks like Tao, Officer Tao. Okay. But he has a bandana over his mouth. And in all the videos that you can find of the incident, Tao does not have a bandana on. But we'll get to what I think. Mm-hmm. I think he left. I think he left and came back. Um, so at 8.13, Officer Lane stands Floyd up onto his feet and they begin to walk across the street to the police cruiser that is parked outside of Cup Foods. As soon as they start walking, it's obvious that Floyd is under distress. He turns to say something to the officer and then subsequently leans against the Dragon Walk restaurant, his face tight with emotion. This only lasts a moment and then Floyd and two officers, including Lane, walk away and across the street to the convenience store. Once across the street, it seems that the officers attempt to lean Floyd against the waiting police car, the first one that arrived, Mm -hmm. 
But he loses his balance for some reason and falls off the curb and lands between the sidewalk and the police car. They pick him up and rest him against the police car. 8.14. This is when the body cam footage turns on. Okay. Um, a police officer exits a police vehicle that had just been parked on the corner in front of Cup Foods. The police officer that is with Floyd asks the arriving officer to guard the Mercedes near the Dragon Walk restaurant. So he just, like, walks away and goes over to the Mercedes where the other person is. Okay. 8.15. The sequence of events is unclear from the vantage point of the security camera. There seems to be interaction between the police and Floyd, and then Floyd is seen on the ground. Moments later, his head is seen above the police car, and then it is moved out of the frame again. 8.17 p.m. A third car arrives, and two officers exit the vehicle. The officers are identified as Tao and Derek Chauvin. Okay. It seems that these officers officers had already been at the scene, but moved their vehicle from one side of the street to the other. But this remains unclear, and I don't think it's particularly useful information, aside from the fact that Derek Chauvin may not have been on the scene from the beginning of the interaction. The two officers walk to the area Floyd is being held in front of the Cup Foods convenience store. At 8.18, we're still viewing the footage from the surveillance camera outside of the Dragon Walk restaurant. At this time, there appears to be some sort of struggle on the street uh, on the street side of the police cruiser. My eye just went wonky on me. <laughs> <laughs> At this time, there appears to be some sort of struggle on the street side of the police cruiser parked outside of Cup Foods. It's unclear who is involved in the scuffle, but it lasts for about a minute. A criminal complaint that was filed against one of the officers alleges that Floyd was resisting an officer that was attempting to seat him inside the police cruiser. If you watch the video closely, you can see the rear passenger door is open and what appears to be Floyd's feet sticking out from the vehicle. They flail around for a while as the officer with him watches and seemingly isn't doing anything. <laughs> it's like it's almost like he's like laying in the car. <clears throat> right. And he's like kicking his feet around like a kid. And I yeah, it's really weird. At 8.20, the movement stops, and this is where bystander footage that has been circulated since the incident begins. The person recording walks across the street from the Speedway gas station, across from the Cup Foods. Immediately in the video, you can see George Floyd on the ground next to the police cruiser. Excuse me. The rear passenger side door is open, and three officers are kneeling on him, one with a knee on his neck, two holding down his body, and a fourth officer standing close by watching the restraint being conducted. These officers have excuse me, <laughs> these officers have been identified as Derek Chauvin, Tu Tao, Thomas K. Lane, and J. Alexander Kuhn. 8.20 p.m. again, bystander Darnella Fraser, standing near the entrance to Cup Foods, begins recording from another angle. Her video also shows officers kneeling on Floyd to restrain him while the fourth officer, Tao, stands on the opposite side of the police cruiser. Moments after the video begins, Fraser moves closer to the scene and you can clearly hear Floyd saying, Please, 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 I can't breathe, please. 8.22 Officers call for an ambulance, citing a code 2, which is a call to be answered or handled immediately. However, red lights and sirens are not to be used during a code 2, and the ambulance is to obey all traffic laws while en route to the scene. 8.23 p.m. The urgency of the response was escalated to a code 3. 
which means it is an emergency situation which is to be answered immediately but in a manner enabling the responding units to reach the scene as quickly and as safely as possible. This code requires the use of red lights and sirens. During these calls, Floyd remained pinned to the ground. 8.25 p.m. Fraser's video shows onlookers confronting the officers about Floyd's condition. At this time, Floyd appears to be unconscious. A male bystander is heard saying, he's not responsive right now, bro. A female bystander asks, does he have a pulse? To which the male bystander responds, no, look at him. He's not responsive right now. The female bystander then demands, check for a pulse, to which the officers do not respond. So I'm going to stop here for a moment because there's... So much more to what was recorded mm-hmm. than what I just reported. That is just a very short version of events from the point that Darnella Fraser arrived at the scene. I first want to thank Miss Fraser for being so bold as to record this entire incident from her perspective. The footage is genuinely the most damning of everything that we've seen. And I want to remind our listeners that this episode contains triggering audio and discussion. So moving forward, there will be audio that may be disturbing to some of our listeners. And if you wish to skip this part of the episode, please rejoin us at the end. (laughs) This is going to go. I'm going to try to do this the best way that I can. We're going to listen to the very first part of the video released by Miss Fraser. It's about a minute long. God. Okay, so what we're hearing, obviously, is George Floyd pleading for Officer Chauvin to get off of his neck. And what it's kind of hard to tell the difference between people here, but there's a, a male bystander that comes up and starts talking to Officer Tao, and he says he can't breathe, get off his neck, or, you know, whatever it is that he said in there. I'm not going to quote verbatim. Um, and then Tao turns around and says to the man, he can breathe. Well, I'm sorry. I don't care who the fuck you are. If somebody says that they can't breathe, could you fucking stop? Right. Like, how hard like, is it to just relieve the pressure, like, move a little bit, like, do something, like right and and I really I mean I know that this has been probably brought up a lot but what is putting pressure on his neck doing to restrain him like, what is he going to do with his neck if it's not being pushed down right they're holding the rest of his body down yeah like, that's what but, I just I genuinely don't understand yeah I don't it doesn't make any sense it doesn't all. make any sense so we are going to listen to another part it's going to be another like 40 seconds or so in my face. Just get up. Oh. Oh. What do you want? I can't breathe. Please, the knee in my dick. I can't breathe shit. 
Bro, get up, get in the car, man. I will. Get up, get in the car. I can't move. I've been waiting the whole plane, ah. man. Get up, get in the car. Mama. Get up and get Mama. in the car right. I can't. Get up, get y'all the opportunity to get in, bro. I told you you can't win. My knee. You can't my win, neck. man. I'm through. I know you're a nigga. You didn't listen. Bro, I trust the fool. My stomach hurts. My neck hurts. Everything hurts. Well, so I can't see the video, but so who is telling him to get up and get in the car? It's a bystander, the same okay. guy who walked up the first time and started talking to Officer Tao. Okay. So I don't know why he, he sounds like an older man. Yeah. I, I don't know what he was hoping would happen when he said that, but it's clear that Floyd is in distress. Right. And this man genuinely wants to help him. But what are you going to do? He's a black man. He's a bystander. Yeah. I mean, aside from running in there and throwing his body around, you know, and honestly, I and I obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, mm-hmm. And I know we can all sit here and say we could have, we should have, they should have, you know, whatever. Had somebody started pushing the officers off of him, mm-hmm. at least Officer Chauvin off of his neck. Yeah, that person probably would have been arrested for, you know, getting involved and whatever, but he might not be dead. Well, you know, and I agree with that in a sense, but then again, if it's another black man, he sees what's happening to this black man, and probably he's not going to do it because he's like, who's to say they're not going to just pull out their gun on me? Exactly. However, there were quite a few white people standing around, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to say that... I would jump in and do this, but you know the things could have been done, and I'm not blaming anybody. No. Obviously, it was a it was an intense situation, and nobody wanted to get hurt, and nobody knew he was going to die. You know, it right. wasn't. There were no weapons. We have to remember that there were no weapons yeah. being drawn. Yeah. So, okay, so oh, and there was a part of that um, that I did want to point up. If if you guys if if any of our listeners are kind of following along with the video, you can see in the video. Um, Floyd attempts to lift his lift his head to reposition because he's uncomfortable. I did see that, and you can yeah, you can see the officer pushes down yep. harder on his neck and it pushes his face into the pavement. I had which seen is just, that on a clip on TV. It's so fucking horrible. It is. Oh, what did I do? All right, we are gonna play a little bit more. I can't breathe. Ah, shut up. They will kill me. They will kill me, man. Ah. Bro, with your feet on his neck, man, you get off the His nose is bleeding. Like, yeah, come on now. That's wrong right there with his feet on his neck. Look at his man. nose. You see your knee on his neck. Yeah, he got your feet right on his neck. Yeah, he I cannot breathe. In the rest. I cannot breathe. You just a grown guy. You're a tough guy. You're a tough guy, huh? He's a tough guy. He's not even resisting the rest, bro. His whole nose is bleeding. You don't want to with him? Bro, but why you just sitting there? He ain't doing nothing now. Put him in the car. Don't kill me. How long y'all got to hold him down? Why we don't do drugs, kids? It ain't about drugs, bro. Y'all understand that? Yeah, y'all don't got to put y'all in his neck, Right. He is human, bro. His nose is bleeding. So... Obviously, we're still listening to him struggle. Yep. And we're hearing the bystanders. And in this specific incident, instance, um, Tao is heard saying, uh, this is why you don't do drugs. What? What? 
the fuck this was not does that a have to call. do? This was not a response to a drug thing. What the fuck? No. And even if he was on drugs, that's not an excuse to be doing no. what they're doing. So um, this next part of the audio, it's really upsetting, uh, obviously, aside from the whole entire thing. Uh, a male bystander is heard in this clip telling the officers they could just put him in the car, to which Officer Tao responds, we tried that for 10 minutes. This is a bold-faced lie. The, <laughs> the, the surveillance footage isn't even 10 minutes long. Right. <clears throat> so then the bystander, um, oh, then after this interaction, Tao is said, is heard to be saying, he's talking, he's fine. <laughs> Which I, he's, I'm talking and I'm I'm not fine. Yeah, like he's <laughs> Just, talking because he's trying to get you off of him. Because you know, with my fuck, I have asthma and I have trouble breathing sometimes. But I can still relay to somebody like, dude, I'm having a hard time. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, I, it blows my mind. So here we'll we'll hit play here again. Put him in the car. That's we tried that shit. for ten minutes. That's some bum ass shit, bro. That's some bum ass shit, bro. <laughs> Y'all know that. Uh, you don't gotta sit there okay. with your knee on his uh, neck, bro. He's, he's talking, he's fine. Bro, he ain't crying, bro. Uh, you you circle okay, like yeah. in a jiu-jitsu move, bro. You try you trapped him his breathing right there, bro. Okay. Like you don't think that what it is, bro? You don't think nobody understands that shit right there, bro? I train at the academy, bro. That's some bullshit, bro. Right, that's bullshit, bro. That's bullshit, bro. You you fucking stopping his breathing right there, bro. Okay, he's talking. It's He's talking, talk when you, uh, bro. But you could get him off the ground. You've been a bum right now. You could get him off the ground, bro. So, I went a little bit further than I wanted to, but he then proceeds to say, um, "All right, we're done." Like he's. He's ending the conversation right. and saying he basically just doesn't care. Like I'm not arguing with you anymore. It this is what it is. You're not yep. going to do anything. So just shut up. That's basically what I'm getting. So he, the, of course, the bystander continues. He tries to engage in the police officers. He explains that he's actually a trained, um, he's been trained at the police academy. He knows that this move is not something that they're taught to do, this putting the knee on the mm-hmm. neck thing. Um, and then for the next minute or so, the bystander continues to heckle the officers, making it clear that what they're doing is not okay. Meanwhile, Floyd is quiet, save for a few pleas. But mostly he is quiet and clearly struggling against the knee in his neck. His eyes are wide and there is a clearly fear in his face. I mean, he looks terrified. Oh, yeah. So at four minutes, eight seconds, George Floyd's body goes still. You can see his shoulder relax into the ground and his mouth goes slack. And the male bystander continues to heckle the officers. And around four minutes, 21 seconds, the onlookers all notice that Floyd has stopped moving and has gone unresponsive. It's at this point, around four minutes, 30 seconds, that Officer Chauvin removes a can of what seems like mace from his pocket. You're a bum for that, bro. You can't, you getting mad. You just sitting here stopping his breathing right now. You about to go out right now, bro. Look at him. Get off of him now. What the fuck? He got mace. He got mace. He cannot breathe. Get over here. No, first of all. Look at him. So while you can hear the the bystander, the male bystander. He is, he's kind of getting closer to the group of police officers. 
and he's yelling at him. He's yelling at Tao. And at the same time, one of the female bystanders, she's got a, I think she has a bandana on her okay. head, like a do rag covering her hair, covering her hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she is getting closer to the scene because she wants to look and see. She's the one who was asking for a pulse. Yeah. Okay. So she's getting closer and you can tell she's very concerned. And Tao gets into her face and screams, back off. This little guy is yeah. vicious. Yeah. <laughs> He is a little shit. Um, so he's arguing. He's blatantly arguing with the bystanders. His body language is aggressive. His fists are clenched. He's, mm-hmm. you know, leaning forward in an aggressive manner. He's saying unnecessary things to the onlookers, insinuating that George Floyd is under the influence of drugs, which is why he's being held the way he is. And then around five minutes, 50 seconds, a young man from Cup Foods emerges from the store and what he says is an attempt to help the situation. And he engages in an interaction with the male bystander. So I'm going to play that. He's not responsive right now, bro. No, bro, look at him. He's check, not responsive right yeah, now, bro. Check for a pulse. Bro, are you serious? Check you going to just let him keep with that on let his Let me see a pulse. Is he breathing right now? Check his pulse. Check his pulse. Check his pulse, Tao. Check his pulse. Tao, check his pulse, bro. Bro, check his pulse, bro. You bogus, bro. You bogus. Don't do drugs, bro. What is that? What do you think that is? You so you call what he doing okay? Get back You call what he doing okay. You call you call what you doing. You call what he doing okay, bro. Bro, bro, you 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 call. You think that's okay? Check his pulse. Tao, check his pulse. Get back in the Check the man ain't moved yet, bro. This is obviously still the bystander arguing. Um, I don't know. Five minutes. Hold on one second. I don't know why it's not. Bro, he has not moved, not one he time. He's off. Bro. He's off crack right now. He's but you know, bro, go back to the store, bro. You don't understand. No, no, no. Bro. I'm the reason. Okay, that's cool. Go back in the store, bro. Go back in the store, bro. He's not fucking I moving. That. I see that, bro. I'm, bro, I'm trying to help y'all out, bro. You don't need to help What's me out, bro. I know your parents. I know everybody that owns the store. You don't need to help me to fuck out, bro. He's not fucking moving right now, bro. I just saw that, man. Bro, he was just moving I, when I walked up here. And I know, and then that he, he they, bro, they did that to you him. You just get out. You just get back out here, bro. I've been watching it the bro, whole time. You just get back out here, bro. Bro, he doesn't have a bro. He's not fucking moving. No, did they fucking kill him, bro? Bro, bro, did they bro just kill him what is you, 1087, bro? You're a oh bum, bro. Or 987, bro. You're a bum. First thing you want to grab is your mace because you're scared, bro. Scared of fucking minorities. You're fucking bum, bro. Like, bro, three minutes, bro. He's not fucking moving. Okay, so here in a second, the paramedics arrive. And it's very, I don't know. It Someone enters the scene wearing white latex gloves. It They seem to check him for a pulse. Um, Right before this happened, though, Tao engaged in an altercation with the boy from the Cup Foods. And he ends up shoving him, which is not on this camera. This is a different camera, and I can't find the video. I saw it yesterday. I can't find it anywhere. So if anybody has that video, it would be great to share. Um, he, yeah, he ends up shoving him away from the scene. It's very, I mean, I can understand that Tao is feeling threatened by this group of people. However, he's a police officer. And it's very clear that he's not 
he and any other people are not thinking clearly. They're just right. they're just not. Well, nobody so, is. Look what what's happening. Yeah, it's I intense. wouldn't be able to keep my composure. No. So, like I said, the paramedics arrive, someone it seems like they check his pulse, and this is where things just get weird for me because reports from the police department are saying that they were administering chest compressions when they took him away. He is motherfucking lifeless as they roll him onto the gurney. His arm is pinned behind his back because of the way that he's been rolled. His head is like in a very unnatural position. Mm -hmm. I not once, not once see in this video footage them trying to give him CPR. Oh, no. And it's just amazing that they think they can get away with these lies with everything being recorded nowadays. It's absolute bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. So the the bystanders continue to heckle the police officers. Um, He's taken away, put in the ambulance. Like I said, we don't really see anything. Um, We don't see the altercation between Derek or not between Derek, between Tao and the nephew. I think Mm -hmm. is is, I think it's a nephew that comes out of the store. Um, But there is a video. There is video somewhere of that. Like I said, if you can find it. I would love to see it again. Yeah. I don't know where it, it it just disappeared on me. So that's the end of the video footage. You can find it online. I might post a link to it in the description if you're if you really want to see it. Um, mm-hmm. It really it's kind of uneventful aside from the fact that there's a lot of yelling and you can clearly see when he dies and that's just mm-hmm. the you know keep that in mind. You are basically watching somebody die. Well, but uneventful or not you know like like not a lot of action just the fact that you hear him saying that you can't breathe and then even saying mama mm-hmm. like calling for his mom i don't call for my mom unless i'm like very afraid that i'm dying some yeah like not i'm not gonna just randomly call out for my mom like uh, he probably knew this was the end mm-hmm. the last letter the last time i called for my mom out of fear was when I was pregnant with Michael and I was puking constantly. Mm-hmm. I literally scared. laid in my bed and I was crying and I was like, "Call my mom, call mm-hmm. my mom!" And all I wanted was my mom because yep. I thought that I was, I was never, I wasn't going to survive. Yeah, I can, I just honestly, I can say that there's never been a point in my life when I've called for my mom like that and not been absolutely terrified. Yep. So that is. What I found on that, and now um, we're going to go a little bit into the protesting, and I know that this is going to be a bone of contention between you and I. It is. So we're going to touch on it lightly and try not to end our friendship over this. Just (laughs) promise you will love me after. (laughs) I don't go too far into it, so this is kind of like the end of... Just love me. So protesting obviously began in Minneapolis. That started on May 26th. From my understanding, which... Oh my god, do you hear her? She's what is he doing? He's what are you barking at, douche nozzle? Come here, Reginald. <sighs> Reg. He hears probably fucking kids coming in and out of the house, or maybe even Ryan. Probably. He might be back from Ooh, I'm gonna punch you. Hold on. Okay. Alright, so protesting began in Minneapolis on May twenty sixth, obviously. Um, from what I understand and like Take a lot of what I'm saying about this with a grain of salt because it's really hard to do research on this stuff because you type in Minneapolis protest May 26th and you get like 500 fucking hits. Oh, yeah. And it is a nightmare 
to I wasn't gonna, I was not about to sit here watching 14 hours of right. footage. So, um from what I understand, the protest began peacefully, but after police began attempting to disperse the crowd and they used rubber bullets and mm-hmm. tear gra- tear gas, that's when the crowd became angry and started rioting. Okay. And there's also a lot of footage of like weird people starting the riots, which there's some been some questions that the police have been actually starting the riots, which I don't know if I subscribe to that theory, conspiracy theory, whatever. Right. That's right. the video that I watched of a man with an umbrella was a little like pretty ominous, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I are my kids outside? <laughs> I think they are. I just suddenly hear them yelling. Oh. Um what were you going to say? Oh, I forgot. No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> On uh, May 27th, protests began erupting across the country in cities including Memphis, Los Angeles, Detroit, Chicago, New York City, Tampa, Atlanta, blah, 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 blah. The list goes, goes on, on and on and on and on and on and on. We're all basically fucking rioting any, at this basically point. Basically any major city because holy shit, I was even watching the riots and shit in freaking Salt Lake City. Yeah. I people mean, are pissed. And, and it's important to remember... That they're protesting to end police brutality against people of color. That's the period bottom line of this. And right. Amanda and I very much differ. And I, I want to be clear here when I say this. I do not support the damage that is being done to small businesses. Honest, I don't genuinely support the violence that's happening. However... I completely understand why it's happening and I support what they're doing because I know why they're doing it. And I know that they have been I don't want to say silenced for very long, oppressed. but they have been they've been oppressed and they've been basically told to shut up mm-hmm. for a really long time. I mean, look at what happened with Colin how do you Kaepernick. say his last name? Kaepernick. Yeah. He took a knee for basically the same reason and I looked into why he did it and I don't particularly agree with the case that he decided to stand on right it was because of mario woods and i guess he mario woods had slashed somebody and then the police um they killed him because they were obviously trying to arrest him and he was resisting arrest and he was a however i feel like if he was a white man he would not have been shot 21 times well yeah there was no need for that there was no need for that at all i mean do i think he needed to be arrested and put in jail yeah yes (laughs) <laughs> do I think that he needed to be shot 21 times? No. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the same can go for pretty much anybody. I mean, right. and, and the sad thing is, is that if he were a white man, they would have had a much longer standoff with him. Yeah. Much longer. Yeah. It would have been handled. So way and it wouldn't and it wouldn't have ended in him being dead. At, I mean, we assume, of course, there have been incidents where things like that have happened with white men and they do end up being shot mm-hmm. and ultimately killed. But I feel like police are more likely to try more tactics when it's a white person. Oh, yeah. More nonviolent tactics. That's Yeah, very much. And there were five police officers in that incident versus one man with a knife. Yeah. You can essentially come at him from all sides and grab him. I mean, you surprise him from behind. He's not going to see you coming. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean. Or even if you have to do force, shoot him in the leg to take him down. Right. Or shoot the hand that's yeah, holding the knife. Exactly. You know, like hum, there's other there's so many other options. You don't shoot him. Ways. You don't shoot him 21 times. You you can ha- you can't tell me you can't have somebody get close enough to tase him. Right. 
True. Yes. I didn't even think about that. Yes. Tasing is totally an option. I just, yeah. it doesn't make any fucking sense. So that's why I can't, I can never say his name. Kaepernick? Kaepernick? Yeah, Kaepernick. Ka- Kaepernick. God, yeah. fuck me. No, <laughs> no God, don't I'm do that. I'm so sorry, Colin. <laughs> I butcher your name every fucking time. Oh, God. I look at it and it's spelled Kaepernick. So yeah, that's what I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So I just want to be clear on the fact that I do support the riots in that I understand why they're doing it. And I acknowledge that it wouldn't have gotten to this point had political leaders and the like taken what has been going on seriously. I mean, this is. I agree with how many years of this. Well, ever since slavery. Yeah, we we want to sit here and say that racism has been gone from this country since slavery ended, and that's a bold-faced oh, fucking lie. That's absolute. I can tell you, I have met so many racists in my life. I've met racists insane. on both sides of the situation. Yep, yep me too. And that's, I, I will play devil's advocate here for a second. I, I love everybody. I give everybody uh, a chance if mm-hmm. I meet a person of color an Asian person, whatever. You could be purple. I don't give a fuck. Right. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and assume that you're a good person, period. Yeah. However, I have experienced racism coming from people of color, and, and it's difficult to get past. I have so as well. I want to point that out. It, you know, if it, I it don't goes want people all to sit ways. here. And, it goes both ways. It goes yes. every direction, and it needs to stop. I'm so sick and tired of hearing I'll get off my soapbox in a second, but I am so sick and tired of hearing race being brought up in situations where race is not an issue. Yeah, like, like why does it have to be drawn into everything? Right. Like, when, uh, who was it? Fucking, oh, uh, what the fuck is her name? Ariana Grande. Uh-huh. She came out with that song where she's like, I want it. I bought yeah. it. And she yeah. says, you like my hair? Gee, thanks. Just bought it. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people of color I saw on Facebook freaking out being like what do you mean you just bought it that's you it's like a excuse they were me offended excuse because me. she's buying white wigs per, white people buy wigs and weaves honey it happens all the time it all the time happens and I'm not saying that there aren't instances where race is at the forefront of a disagreement right. it absolutely <laughs> happens but Y'all got to stop putting it in there. Yeah. Stop finding reasons for it to be about race because this is why people aren't taking you seriously. If you're going to keep putting race into it, we're not there. Not we, but the people above us, the higher ups, they're not going to listen. Right. So stop. Well, but I'm done with my soapbox. The people above (laughs) us are morons. And the things that so I this is where we differ. I I'm all for the protest. Uh, for example, the protest in Flint where a police officer even joined the protest and it ended yep. peacefully. And let me tell you guys, saw that. Flint is one of the most dangerous cities in Michigan. And oh, yeah. They... Us, even people in Michigan drive through yes. it in the locker doors. <laughs> and they fucking ended that protest peacefully. Yes. Now, I... Is, that's super surprising. Yes. It really, it, it's mind-blowing. Versus me over by... Grand Rapids, which is supposed to be, uh, you know, the jewel of the west side of the state. You know, I mean, Grand Rapids is it's a great, diverse city. Um, And I live about nine miles from downtown. And what I saw last night disgusted me. It started off peaceful. 
And the problem that I have with the rioting is because they brought violence into it. I mean, the graffiti that I was seeing sprayed was death to cops, this and this. Yeah, that's not okay. Well, and that's where, you know, if you have to smash like a window, whatever, a window is easily replaceable. But when you're going in and you're looting a business, I mean. Yeah, that's, I don't get that. I literally saw, I don't think it was in Grand Rapids I saw this. No, this was, um, I think, in L.A. when I was watching the news last night. Like, you see these people running into these stores, grabbing all these shoes. Like, it was a shoe store. Like, what does that have to do with anything? See, I don't understand. That's the problem. There is a difference. There are people who want to protest for the good of this man. And then there's the people who wait for it to turn, and they take advantage of when it goes south. And that's what I have the problem with. Especially the fact that some Grand Rapids news reporters were threatened when they Mm -hmm. were out by these people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, typically if you're protesting, you want the news to be there because you want to be heard. That's how your message gets out. Yes. And yeah. this, this one female reporter had to leave to an area because uh, this group of people and they were like, are you wired? She's recording us, you know, blah, blah, blah. Get her. You know, she had like, to Why go. wouldn't you want that? Yeah. You well, want because, them to. Yeah, you do. But see, those are the people that aren't protesting for the right reasons. These are the people that are yeah. there for the violence, there for the riots yep. and to destroy things. And, yep. and I do. I, I watched those some of the, the riots in yep. Grand Rapids last night. Sorry to interrupt you. But there no, was a fine. point where when they started um, attacking the uh, Secretary of State building. Yes. Well, the reporter that was on that one that we were watching together, mm-hmm. she had said something along the lines of they're destroying this building for no reason. And a woman walked up behind her and said, we're not destroying this building for no reason. We are destroying this to bring attention to the fact that people of color are being brutally murdered by law enforcement officers and it's not okay. And the journalist was like, you could tell she was like taken aback mm-hmm. well, by the fact that she came up and said that. But that's like, you, it, 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 you're missing the point yeah. of what's happening. And that, don't be ignorant to well, what's going on. But see, I'm. That's that's where this is again where we differ, and yep. this is why I know sometimes we get hot headed and we go at it, and you know you're like, okay, I gotta stop. Blah, 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 I was know. gonna fucking smack the shit out of I you know. last night. I, know. I was so but, mad at you. But this <laughs> is why I appreciate our friendship because even after we got frustrated with each other, we can still come back and talk to each other and talk it out like we are now. Like yes, and it's always it always seems way worse over text or phone, you know? So oh, you can yeah. never tell Fuck tone. Yeah. It's so hard. And so that's why it's like, all right, let's drop it and we're fine. Mm-hmm. But in that instance, I think they were, so the building they were attacking where the secretary of state was, is actually mm-hmm. connected to the police department. Right. So that is why I think they did that. Cause they were trying to get in there. Okay. <sighs> Break a window, like I said. But the fact that you're going yeah. in and destroying, destroying <laughs> these buildings, like because I, these, like you're you're destroying the the law, the the police department, and you've still got good police officers out there it. that need to go out there and do their job. But now they're going to be stuck inside cleaning up their fucking desk. But, but that's this is exactly what frustrates me. Not all police officers would do this. There are no, bad and it's cops. a very small percentage of yes, bad cops, and there are bad cops. But like I said, point in case the 
freaking cop over in Flint, man. Like, mm-hmm. there are people who are against these corrupt officers who think they can do whatever they want. But for you to go and destroy your city where your people live and, you know, you're trying yeah. to... That's not the right way to bring attention to this cause. Like, So I want to also say... Um, I can understand Minneapolis freaking out like this. Yeah. I completely understand the rioting in Minneapolis. I am all for it. I Fuck understand that city it. up. I don't condone Burn it. Burn the city down. I don't condone it, but I understand no, but it. What I want to say is in that specific instance, burn that fucking city down. Those yeah. people killed your child. Yeah. And every other protest and riot that's going on, I don't get it right now. Yeah, like I, I can, don't. Every other city protest peacefully. Do your protest. Yes. Get your business but done. The destruction? Make yourselves heard. The destruction I don't understand. In Minneapolis, I understand. Mm-hmm. In yeah. Detroit, in Los Angeles, and Chicago, I don't get it. I don't no. understand why it's and happening the, there. And it's scary because I mean, Chicago already. When you go, oh, there, Chicago was fucking terrifying. Well, but not even that. Even Blah. when that's not going, that you can feel the tension between the races. You yep. know, and same thing with yep. Detroit. I mean, when I go Mm -hmm. to Detroit and it sucks, like, I look over my shoulder when I walk around. Yeah. Because because the problem is, being a white woman, this is ingrained in us that we need to be scared of everybody else. Everybody just needs to get along. Stop bringing... It's just... Stop! Stop it! (laughs) And it's, you know... (laughs) And honestly, it's not even... It's not even just African-Americans in Michigan. We have a lot of migrant workers. And where I grew up, where I grew up, it was, there was plenty of them. And, you know, we were taught steer clear. And it doesn't help when we go to a store and there's a group of Hispanic men that follow us around speaking Spanish and pointing. And they fucking heckle you. And they're like, yeah. They're pointing at you, and they're trying to get you to talk to them. It's not just Caucasian people, you guys. It's It's everyone. And it's not to say that they are racist, but I don't know intentions. I I don't speak Spanish. I just genuinely don't understand. I I try not to see race in in situations. And let me me explain that for a second, because I know that there's a lot of black people, um, a lot, I mean, just a lot of race, just different races that, that don't understand when I say that it's not that I'm ignoring the fact that you are a person of color or you're Asian or Hispanic Mm -hmm. I will acknowledge these things in a situation that requires it if we are in a grocery store and you are standing near something that I need I'm not going to avoid Asking, asking you to move. If I can reach yeah. a, reach in front of you. I'm not going to hide from you and shy away from you. I'm not going you to say, talk oh, to you about... Oh, excuse me. Can I get to this item? Right. Like, if you engage conversation with me, I'm not going to act in any way uncomfortable because I'm not. I don't see your color in this situation. Absolutely However, not. if we get to the front of the store and the cashier is giving you a hard time about your $20 bill... I will see your race in that moment and I will stand up and say, excuse me, why are you questioning this man mm-hmm. or this woman or whatever? I will acknowledge your race in the proper moment. Well, like what made you ask them, is this a real $20 bill? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
I will I will acknowledge I will say is it because he's a black man why you know is that why you're all of a sudden you know leave him alone what the fuck I will acknowledge your race in the right moment but in other situations I do try to be quote unquote colorblind yeah because I don't see why I need to acknowledge your race in a generic conversation no we are it doesn't need to be brought up no we're all but if you're being attacked by somebody i will acknowledge your race well yeah (laughs) because it needs to be done and it's like we're all i don't understand how people cannot understand that we are all the same being we all bleed the same fucking color blood you have a heart i have a heart we have lungs you have we are we're exactly the same the same yep and so when I say I just want to make sure that people understand what I mean when I'm saying that I be I'm colorblind in specific situations. It's not that I'm choosing to ignore the color no. of your skin in every situation. Well, it, even but if it, it doesn't need to be brought up, even if it was a Caucasian person, if there was five Caucasian people before that person, why didn't you ask them about the money they handed you? Yeah, I hate I hate that. But and I mean, I and I'm but tra- I get it. That's the other right. point is. We get it. We I, understand the problem. I try my best to be just as colorblind as you said too. And for the most part, I mean, I'm fine. And I will, I don't go out of my way to be extra friendly to somebody who's a different color. But I live in a melting pot neighborhood. And I, my kids play with um, Muslims. They play with Hindu people here. They play with other Caucasian children. You know, there are so many different, and I don't see them that way. No, No, but we respect them. Like in the case of of your child playing with a Hindu child, if they're wearing a hijab Mm -hmm. or whatever, Muslim, Muslim. whatever, I don't remember what. Yeah. Um, If the, the child is wearing a hijab, you need to acknowledge that it exists because- Your child needs to understand if that falls off, Mm -hmm. we need to protect them. We need to do what we can to get that back for them. Like it's, we're not saying that we are ignoring the fact that it exists. We're saying that we are not pointing it out. Well, and see, so the Muslims that we live next to, you know, they only wear those um, when they go to pray. Uh, She doesn't, they're not forced to wear them when they're out and about. And, um, you know, our our kids play with their daughter very frequently. And just the other day we were yelling across the yards because I know Ramadan had just ended and stuff. And, you know, she was excited, you know, it lasts 30 days, but I always try to understand their culture more because everybody should have that knowledge to understand instead of judge. And and you want to be sensitive to what they're doing too. Right. And when she first came to our house, uh, you know, when we first moved here a few months, whatever, um, you know, I was making the kids peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, you know, and I knew she was Muslim. And I said, you know, would, would you like one? I said, are you, is, is there anything I need to know that you can't eat? And she was like, I just can't eat pork and jelly. I was like, all right. So, you know, like gelatin and stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, she's eaten tacos with us before. And yeah, it's it, just understand. That's all they want is to be understood. Yeah. Just I mean, like, I want to be understood. Well, yeah. Like, you tell me about your culture, and I'll tell you this. You know, like, when I talk to friends on Facebook and stuff, I'm like, oh, that's what you guys do there? Well, this is what we do here. Yep. You know, so, so it's... I want to end um, 
this discussion because I think we've gone down a pretty good a good hold uh-huh. for me to end with this um, little story that I found on Facebook. But I also want to say that before I read this, um, there was an instance in the grocery store involving me. Um, and I'll explain it a little bit after I read this little story. Okay. Um, and my situation went very different than what this person's situation did. And we will figure out why okay. in a moment. Okay. So I'm going to have to move my tablet because it's at the bottom. And it won't let me. So I'm going to cover you up for a second. Ah! I know. I'm so sorry. Okay. So, um... First, before I read the story, I do want to direct everyone to our social media account where you'll find a list of uh, white. It's 72 things white people can do to help racial justice. So, you know, you don't have to do everything on that list. But if you can find one or two things that you can do to help move things forward, that is fucking fantastic. And then I want to read this thing that uh, Sabrina Key posted on Facebook on May 27th. So this is a quote from Miss Key. It says... Imagine this. You purchase a 65-inch TV for your mother. It doesn't fit in your SUV. You ask the store if they will hold it for you to pick up later. You and your mother come back later to get the TV and start loading it into your vehicle. An officer in the store thinks you're stealing it. A store employee explains to the officer that the TV was paid for. The officer ignores this and calls the police department for backup. You tell your mother, and the both of you decide to return the TV to the store because you don't want any problems. While trying to get your refund, four officers, including the first, throw you and your 68-year-old mother to the ground. You get a concussion, and three of your teeth are shattered during the beating. Your mother is a witness and thinks they are going to kill you. Your mother suffers injuries to your tailbone, her back, her shoulder, her knees, and arms. You know she is in frail health. You are humiliated in front of an entire store that sees a black man accused of stealing a TV. The city, the city's public safety director later denies that the officers used excessive force. How the fuck would you feel? Right. Holy so, shit. I want to tell my little story that goes almost hand in hand with this. About a month ago, I went to the store and I always, always emphasize always fucking forget the salt the softener salt (laughs) for my fucking water softener i always forget to buy it so this one time i actually remembered to fucking buy it and i used the self-checkout so i added it to my order on the self-checkout looked it up got it on there and i scanned everything else bagged it and i left the store and then as i was getting in the car i realized fuck i forgot my salt oh yes so what do i do i shop at the store all the time i walked back in Went right to the salt, picked it up, and walked out, and I didn't get a single look. Been there, Nobody done looked that. at me. Yep. Nobody asked for my receipt. Nobody questioned me. Nothing. Nope. I could have walked out of there with four bags, and not a single fucking person would have noticed. Yep. Or cared. Well, and that's the thing. If, you know, like at the stores when they set out pumpkins or flowers, or if you're white, yep. you can go up and you could literally grab one and not have to pay. But if you are any other color, somebody's going to be like, excuse me, did you pay for that? Yep. So. I could literally grab four of those motherfucking oh, oh, pumpkins. Exactly and it. they would not even, they wouldn't even nope. bat an eyelash at me. Nope. Not at I all. I would even, I could even offer to show them my fake receipt and they would be like, no, 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 not, a, no problem. Don't worry about it. You have a great day. 100 fucking percent guaranteed. That's exactly and what they would say. And not, not even that. When you 
go to the store and the alarm goes off. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I totally just like killed everybody's eardrums. But yes. How many How times? many times have we seen that happen? Yeah. Like I've had it happen and they're take a quick look at my receipt. Okay. You're good. Now let me tell you how many times I've seen other people of color or different race where they pull them back in and legitimately go through every fucking item. Every single fucking item. I witnessed last week a man in front of me walked out. He had two bags of stuff Mm -hmm. just carrying them out. And I was walking behind him with my massive cart of groceries. The fucking thing went off on the guy. I stopped. He turned around and looked at the lady and she didn't even motion towards him she didn't wave him to go forward or backwards she just stared at him and he just walked away half of the time they just shoo them yep like poo poo peace out like there's i'm not i don't and i'll and i'm gonna totally throw my own self under the goddamn bus here i was probably a year ago I had gone through self-checkout with my groceries, as I always do, Mm -hmm. and somehow I did not scan my hydroxycut that I was taking at the time. uh $35 a bottle. Um, Because I didn't scan it, it didn't go over the sensor to deactivate the thing. Yep. So we go to leave, and the thing goes off. Yeah. The lady comes over. She actually came over and looked at my receipt. She did not look in any of my bags, and I flat out said to her, I think maybe I didn't scan my hydroxy cut. She looks me dead in the eye and says, that's all right. Go ahead. What? I flat out fucking told her I just stole something, and she didn't even fucking care because I was white. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) If I was a black woman, they would have called the police. Oh, yeah. Even if I had offered to pay for it. Yep. And that's and I have had that too, where I've like, oh shit, and so I'll have to turn back around and be like, I'm so sorry, you know. I totally forgot to yeah. pay for this case of well, water because, under my cart. Well, not you know sometimes like where the way I shop and stuff, like I'll put stuff in the seat part, but then I for, grab yep. my purse for something and then I put it back on top and I forget. You forget that it's there. Yeah. yeah so I stole or, a toothbrush like that once. I got all the way home and realized that it was in my purse somehow. Right. Well, and you know, the stuff under your carts and, you Mm -hmm. know, when you're busy because you're trying to hurry so that the next person can go, you just forget things. Oh, girl. Yep. Well, that's that's the end of my segment. So, uh, yeah. So fucking stop killing black people. How about that? So Amanda has some funny things to share with us because we're all so upset right now and everybody's screaming at their fucking phones. Right. Like, so... Take it away, Mandy. <laughs> so, so, you know, typically I will research and try and find a funny news article. But with everything going on right now, it's like so hard to find anything. So I just pulled up some fun little facts and I just have some. So they're kind of interesting. So um, let's do so it. So did you know that the average person spends six months of their life waiting at red lights? Oh, fuck. That's so much time I could be doing other nonsense things that don't yeah. matter six months that's insane six months that's like almost an entire pregnancy yeah right <laughs> <laughs> did you know that a bolt of lightning has enough energy to toast one hundred thousand slices of bread that's a lot of bread i know it's like holy balls man i'm trying to think of one that would come in handy <laughs> i can't think of a single instance i know Except um, for doing the experiment of trying to toast a hundred thousand right, pieces of I bread. Right, I know. 
you toast these the fastest? I need some lightning stat. Oh my god. Somebody call Benjamin Franklin. We yes. need him. We need the Clayton Key, please. Get Yo. Benjamin Franklin on the phone. Um Cherophobia is the irrational It's the phobia of chairs. No, it's the oh, irrational Sorry. fear of being happy. Oh. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy, huh? You can't see my mouth, but it's being very uh I know. I can tell in your eyes. I can see. All right. Um, so the inventor of the frisbee, he was turned into a frisbee after he died. <gasps> Is that crazy? I wanna be a frisbee. Isn't that crazy? <gasps> oh. This next one, it's really not surprising That's really to me. Creepy though. I think it's cool as shit. Like, how bad would you feel if you broke that frisbee? Well, I mean, I'd probably not play with that frisbee. I would. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. It went in the river. Oh, fuck. (laughs) He's melting. (laughs) Good God. Ew. I am horrible. (laughs) So this next one, like I said, it's not surprising to me any at all. And it probably won't be surprising to you. But one in three divorce filings include the word Facebook. Not surprising. I really am not surprised by it. No, not at all. That's the world we live in today, folks. Like, sure is. So anyway, South Koreans are four centimeters taller. I thought you just said self Koreans. Like that was a thing. Sweet baby Jesus. I'm a a self Korean. I identify as Korean. South, South Koreans. All right, Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> South Koreans are four centimeters taller than North Koreans. But hello, North Koreans are super oppressed, dude. Like, they can't do fucking yeah. shit. And that could so, be like, oh, that's that could be like psychological. Yeah. So oh. this next one, this fucking cracked me up. Mo- the most requested funeral song in England Oh. Is by Monty Python. You know what Monty Python is, right? I do know what it is, but I don't know what song it's going to be. It's always look on the bright side of life from the life of Brian. Oh, boy. The only thing that comes to my mind with Monty Python is the motherfucking Holy Grail and them clapping the coconuts together to sound like a horse. And that's all I envision at these funerals. Like <laughs> <laughs> really? My I laugh. I laugh as 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 if I have any idea what you're talking about. Uh, you, girl, okay. okay. If you ever, you need to watch. No, you need to at least watch just Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail because the humor is freaking hilarious. It really uh, maybe, is. Maybe maybe I'll watch it and we can talk about how much I hated it next week. Oh, dude, it's hilarious. <laughs> I've seen oh. clips of it and I've always been like, what yeah. is going on? It's it's definitely weird, but it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, research shows that all blue-eyed people may be related. Oh, I read that. Oh, I read that. Ooh, I read that. Yeah. That was a that was a good Facebook dive that I did one day. Yeah, oh, there's my microphone. Oh, Look oh at, hello. Oh, you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? That's fucking insane. Yeah. So, uh, I have three more. I think. Um. The largest snowflake on record was 15 inches wide. Holy fuck. Like, that is a huge Wait. motherfucking snowflake. What That's is like... that in inches? I said 15 inches. 
Oh, 15 inches. I thought you said centimeters. <laughs> Shit. No, no, now no. it's. So it's oh my god 15 fucking inches how yes. where when why what happened hey i didn't delve amanda up fun facts oh, god damn it yeah so 15 why inches do i keep you around because i'm fun Whee! Oh. um doritos are flammable and can be used as kindling yes <laughs> and then this last one i mean it's kind of sad and I'll explain why I think it is, but you'll obviously think it's sad even when I just say it. Um, the original version of Beauty and the Beast was actually written to help girls accept arranged marriages. Ah! Isn't that crazy? Don't like that. No, but so I am in a neighborhood book club and <laughs> <laughs> we are actually we're reading this oh, book. No, listen, God. listen. Because you just I, get better and better. I know. I know. So, but I really think that you would enjoy this book. It's very interesting, and it kind of goes. I can't read. Yes, you can. <laughs> anyway, so we're reading this book called "A Woman Is No Man." And well, it is, duh, she's a woman. But it's what the fuck based, are you guys doing? It's based on people that are Muslim and how trodden women are in that culture, and. It is intense. Like that sounds holy, intense. It it really is, but it's just like you just hurt for these women, you know, because they literally cannot do anything without a man. <clears throat> yeah. And in in this and in this it ta- it's arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy. And so as soon as I wrote down that fact, that literally made me think of that and I'm I'm just saying it's a really good read so far so yeah um yeah well you enjoy that I will I don't, have, I, don't I, I have time to read but every time I try to do something that's even remotely entertaining for myself somebody starts screaming at me so I've just given up on being happy we are here at the end of our comeback episode that has gone on for so long and Maybe you're listening still, maybe you're not. But we wanted to end on a reminder that George Floyd is not the first. And as much as it hurts to say it, probably will not be the last until things start to change around here. Um, He's not the first, not the last person that is going to be killed at the hands of law enforcement, specifically of people of color. So we wanted to just read a list of the most recent... Uh, people that have been murdered by law enforcement or or racial racially profiled racially profiled all that stuff so Trayvon Martin walking home with iced tea and skittles shot by George Zimmerman who was found not guilty Keith Scott sitting in a car reading shot by police officer who was not charged. A Tatiana Jefferson looking out her window shot by police officer who was still under indictment for murder. Jonathan Farrell asking for help after auto accident shot 12 times by police case ended in mistrial. Jordan Edwards riding in a car shot in the back of the head by police officer who was found guilty of murder. Stefan Clark Holding a cell phone, shot eight times, six in the back, officers not charged. Amadou Diallo, while taking out wallet, officers fired 41 shots by four officers who were all acquitted. Renisha McBride, auto accident, knocked on door for help, 
homeowner was found guilty of second-degree murder. Tamir Rice, playing with toy gun, shot by police officer arriving on scene. Officer was not charged. Sean Bell, hosting a bachelor party. 50 rounds fired by police officers who were found not guilty of charges. Walter Scott, pulled over for brake light, shot in the back by police officer who pleaded guilty to civil rights violations. Philando Castile, pulled over in a car, told officer he had a legally registered weapon in car, officer acquitted of all charges. Ayanna Jones, sleeping, accidentally shot by officer in a raid on wrong apartment, officer cleared of all charges. Terrence Crutcher, disabled vehicle, shot by police officer who was found not guilty of manslaughter. Alton Sterling, selling CDs, shot at close range while being arrested, no charges filed. Freddie Gray, beaten to death by officers while being transported in a police van. All officers involved were acquitted. John Crawford, shopping at Walmart, holding a BB gun on sale. Police officer was not charged. Michael Brown, shot 12 times by officer, including in the back, no charges filed. Jordan Davis, killed because he was playing loud music, shooter found guilty of first-degree murder. Sandra Bland, pulled over for traffic ticket, tasered, and arrested. Suspicious suicide while in jail. No charges. Botham Jean, shot at home, which police officer mistook for her own. Officer found guilty of murder. Oscar Grant, handcuffed and face down. Officer shot him in the back. Officer found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Corey Jones, waiting by his disabled vehicle, was shot three times by police officer who was found guilty of murder. Ahmad Aubrey, jogging, shot by two men who claimed they suspected him of burglaries, both men charged with murder and aggravated assault. And George Floyd, forcibly restrained until deceased, currently under investigation. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for how to find us on social media and check out our Patreon for more content. See you next week.